You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen Jones. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the For All Nerds Show. The voice of the urban geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color, namely black people. Black, 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 blacker than black. <laughs> and as always, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Black Black Goliath, <laughs> Lightwork Gigami, the Kevin Bacon of the Internets, the Anti-Trife Equation, keep that same energon when you see me, Soldier 70 Spliff, the Beverly Trillbilly here in the spaceship tonight, and as always, I'm joined by Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Flex Luthor. Jay Prince of All Saints, Sean Jean-Luc Picard, Beretta Scott King, and Chance the Parappa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how are you doing tonight? I'm a little sleepy, actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know. Apparently, there's several planets in retrograde, so it's effing up with everybody right now. I think I think everybody's losing their damn mind. <laughs> I saw one like seven different planets in retrograde. Yeah. Or I, something said, like that. I said several, and then this morning, they said six. So, okay, I don't know. Okay. Six out of nine. That's, you know... <laughs> Everything, everything's out of whack, so I'm I'm a little sleepy, but I'm I'm still excited to be here. I'm always him. Six not six out of nine. The planets are snitching right now. The planets well, is a retrograde snitch right now. Well, if you fuck with today's scientists, they don't fuck with Pluto musically, so Pluto don't count according I don't to fuck them. With that. I, I do not count fuck Pluto. with that. I count Pluto I all count day. Pluto, my guy. So all day. It's put nine. Some respect, put some respect on the god of the underworld's name, Actually, Pluto. Actually, we should be blaming Neil deGrasse Tyson because he was part of that charge to to deplanetize Pluto. So, fam, we can blame him for a lot of things. <laughs> Factual. I still we we got to have Neil on the show because he really tried to get off his little jokes about uh, Star Wars. Oh, you talking we, about when, when I interviewed him? At yeah, when when you interviewed him, and I had to stand behind the camera and say nothing, <laughs> and Neil deGrasse over here getting off his little jokes, his little cute jokes, you know. I mean, he's saying breaking it down I mean, like young guru. I mean, you know, at least you know. I, I mean, that, just look there. at some of the things he says about Pluto. Like these are these are just quick clips. He goes, Pluto is my favorite comet. Pluto wow. had it coming. Like like wild disrespectful. Wild disrespect to Pluto, the ice planet. Like come on, that's like Hoth. Come on, man. See, that's the problem. Yeah. He don't mess with Star Wars. That's his problem. <laughs> you know, he don't know the greatness of Hoth. He don't understand the greatness of the Empire Strikes Back. So that's why he don't think Pluto is you know. No respect. Oh, well. Yeah, we put respect on Pluto's name over here. And we put respect on the fan fam because you yes, all are beautiful, amazing, 
just perfect, perfect <laughs> family members here that support us. We we thank you for everything you guys have been doing. And again, I keep saying you guys, like this is going to be a struggle for a while. I don't know why. Yep. <laughs> we thank you hey all. Guys. <laughs> we thank you all for everything you've been doing, especially when it comes to the Patreon. We have received quite a bit of additional support on the Patreon these past few weeks. So shout outs to you. Thank you. Um, we are have or we have been sending a few messages to you all um, asking about what the next group uh, event will be. And it looks like it's going to be a Zoom call, a live Zoom mm-hmm. call. So if you are part of the Patreon fan fam and you have to be part of the Patreon fan fam to get in. But if you are yeah. part of that fan fam, you will be able to rock with us live on Zoom. We'll schedule it soon. Uh, in addition, you obviously will be privy to a lot of cool things that happen, you know, behind the scenes, secretive stuff. You might get some surprises in the mail. Just saying. Oh, yeah. That's on the way. That's not even. A, I mean, no, no, you know, I'm, I, they don't know what's on the way. Right. But it's on the way. I, we're just saying. Look at like, the inbox. Look at your As look of at today, <laughs> I was in the uh, post office, you know, shout out to the post office. Much respect to y'all for carrying on. Throughout all the nonsense that's been going on, salute to y'all. And I was over there dropping off them things for, yes. you know, our people in the patreon.com slash for all nerds. Yes. And also big ups. Thank you to everyone who has been participating in the Joshua Williams comics. I copped fund mm. comments box uh, initiative that we are doing with anyone comments in Brooklyn. Joshua Williams is uh, he's an activist who with uh basically little evidence had been, has been imprisoned um he was at, he was out there during the ferguson uprisings and he got got he got locked up for some some bullshit and he's been in there since um mm-hmm. his I, I don't know what day it is i'm not sure if they updated the site but his parole hearing is this month um yep. and and while he's been in there some of the things that he's asked on his site has been comic books and particularly comic books that that are about liberation and upliftment and things of that nature. And he has also asked if people could write him encouraging letters, encouraging words that can also be presented to the, the parole board when, when he has that. So um, as I mentioned, we're, we have this initiative we, we set up with Anyone Comics where we basically created a comics I cop box, meaning well, we put in money and those of you who wanted to contribute, you can actually call up Anyone Comics, buy, um, buy a, a soft cover comic um and ask them to add it to the joshua williams box you guys yep. already did that in spades because two big packages already got shipped out to joshua williams so i just wanted to personally say and and but i mean will too but personally thank you thank you for all of your support fam that is so crazy like when anyone po- comments posted the picture of the two packages and it was like two days after we even started the initiative yeah and y'all just came through right away and cop comments for this man who is locked up and is like, I mean, he's been in there for what years now at this point. And it's just ridiculous because as someone who's been incarcerated, man, I can tell you, you never get that time back, even though they can't really take your mind and all those things people say to you. It's just something that unless you've gone through, you really can't understand how the world will just change around you and you'll still be in the same place. Or worst place. So, you know, we're definitely going to support him more once he gets out. But thank you so much to everyone out there for coming through on this initiative. And you can still join it. Just hit up anyone comments there in Brooklyn. You can call them up. You can hit them on the website. 
It's best to call them, though, just to get direct and tell them that you want to add to the Comics I Copped Joshua Williams uh, fund, and they'll hook you up. They'll let you know what has already been copped for him so you're not buying the same book you already got because mm-hmm. you definitely don't want that. <laughs> when you're sitting in lockdown, man, that's just the worst. I've been through that one. You'd be like, oh, oh I already read this. Um, yeah, so we're going to hook the man up, the brother up, and just thank you all so much, yeah. man. That means so much to me, for real. Yeah, and if you want to know more about who Josh Williams is and everything all his information especially if you want to write a letter you want to mm-hmm. get a template of how to write that letter and know where to send the letter go to free josh williams.com that's yeah free josh williams.com mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. so much man that, that's just amazing yeah 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 uh we're still doing shout outs right now shout outs to janicia of t with queen and j podcast Janicia came through and held it down while I was on a secret special mission last week. Janicia came through along with Brandon Collins of Drunk Black History to talk all things Juneteenth. I really enjoyed that episode. Thank you both, and thank you everyone who listened to that episode. It was fire. And mm-hmm. my personal thank you to Sunshine Moxie and Black Girls Create because they allowed me to moderate a panel this past weekend, this past Juneteenth weekend, called Imagining Freedom. Mm. Um, it they actually had this this huge uh, film festival, if you will. It was a film festival and cultural festival, let's say that, that, that was reflective of all things Juneteenth, all things blackness. And prior to the panel, we all watched Daughters of the Dust by Julie Dash. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That was my first time watching it, actually. Oh, man. And I haven't seen it in so long. I was at... Uh, sorry, I was going to suggest that yeah. as... Uh, a watch party because it's on the Criterion Collection right now. Yeah, and you can see it for free. Yep. So I was actually, what do you think? It. Hmm? Watch party? Oh, well, okay. What do I think about the movie or what do I think about the watch party? But I, about, as I a mean, watch party, I think, it would be, I think it'd be cool. Uh, what I thought about the movie, I, I just. Yeah. The visuals. <laughs> yeah. The visuals, the, the, the ultimate. The ultimate message behind it is just powerful. It's. 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 it's the the level of beauty is ridiculous in it mm-hmm. and and just just again the blackness uh, yes. but we watched that and we watched lemonade the lemonade um album film by beyonce and mm. then we had our panel so i moderated i had sean taylor of nerds of color amber nice. phillips of black joy mixtape and a fan of the show friend of the show chael hodari coker uh-huh shout out to the voices of color yep so we all had, I mean, when I say drop, I, I know, I feel like we use this, 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 this phrase so much, but it's true. The gems were spilled. The gems were dropped. The gems were there for the taking. It was a beautiful conversation. We talked all things black liberation. We talked all things being a black creative and what it means to, to build upon what your ancestors have, have, have basically given you in this life. So it, it honestly, just a, Really fire conversation. I got a little spicy a couple times. So mm. if you want to watch that, it is up on YouTube right now. You can just I, I believe you can just go on YouTube and search for Sunshine Moxie or such or search for Black Girls Create. Um, I'm going to I, I might just tweet about it too, just to remind you guys how to see it. But yes, yes, you will. The Imagining so, uh, Freedom panel. Again, thank you, Sean Taylor. Thank you, Nerds of Color. Thank you, Amber Phillips, and thank you, Cheo Hodari Mm-hmm. And while we're doing it, also shout out to T with Queen and Jay 
and Trump Black History because they both had Juneteenth events as well. Yes. Quite fire. And I presented. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I re- and you were there. I saw you, Ben. I mean, yep, uh, real quick. Uh, I present. <laughs> he was he was in and out, but. <laughs> The I, Zoom calls, they, they do something to me, man. Like, I know we, I know we just said we're going to do this, this one with, um, with the fan fam. And well, this, oh, one, this Zoom call was actually, was actually good. I, most of, a lot of Zoom calls, I'd be like, I don't know, man. I'm not trying to be in here for too much longer. But there were just so many but people. But there was so, first of all, <laughs> at one point they had, like, like, I know they had 300 people because I was yeah. watching the numbers go up and I had stopped looking when it hit like 290 something. But yeah, they, like they had at least 300 people come through, sustained, I mean, like yeah. s- chilling, rocking in the TV Queen and Jay Juneteenth kickback. For the record, of uh, those, especially those who are in NYC, they do this kickback every year. So, and typically mm-hmm. we're in person in, 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 a, in a lounge area. Um, fire artist and Stephen Harris is usually breakdancing, doing something wild shit. But yep. because of the pandemic, we had to do things a little bit differently. But it was still just as fire. DJ was on point. Music was on point. We was kikiing. We was having a fantastic time. And like I mentioned, I actually did a brief presentation, a brief tech presentation. So nice. the Grand Duchess made an appearance. And um, we, we talked a little bit about security and, and, and securing your data in these in these times, in these unprecedented times. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's just been a lot going on, as always, with the Fan Fam, with the Four All Nerds team. And thank you once again to everyone who has been supporting us through all this. We have been bringing you nothing but bomb content throughout the pandemic, throughout this rebellion, throughout everything, as we always do, throughout 2020, which has just been like 2020. It just does not stop, boy. <laughs> I mean, just does not let up and now that we've done talking to shout outs and we talk about retrograde and everything because things seem to be I, I wouldn't say they're going in reverse i actually think that they're moving forward but it has been um a lot over the last few days let's just say over the last few weeks but it's really gotten out of control lately because i guess just to clear what I'm talking about, a lot of people in a various industries from film to comic books to games have just been outed as predators in the last few, in the last month. And it just seems to be where, even if we were preparing to do the show today, I couldn't even keep up with just today mm. the people who are outed. Like, I'm reading up on one person, one dude, and then, you know, as I'm looking at a website, looking at that dude's article, another article about another cat pops up. And I go on Twitter and there's 15 different people. You know, it's just ridiculous. And I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm mm-hmm. straight up and down. I am not mad at it at all. Because just like with racism, everything got to go. You know, it's time for that bullshit to stop on every level. You know, and that's what people have to understand. If you want to fight racism, you have to fight sex- sexism in the same fucking way. There can be no movement without all people like i was tweeting about this last night black the black panther party's motto was power to the people Mm -hmm. power to all people not power to some people not power to the black people as much as a lot of people think it is black and white like to think that is that really what they were saying back in the day yes power to all people because Mm -hmm. it was about the people versus the government Mm. 
You know, that is what the Black Panther Party was all about. They get, You know when the Black Panther Party first started having problems? Was when they started the free, the free breakfast. Yes, the free breakfast, free, program, free lunch program. Because they're feeding anyone. And that's when you have a problem. It's just like when Tupac and... Uh, when Tupac especially, when... I, I, I started getting worried about Tupac when he started talking about how he was going to get the Bloods and the Crips together to vote. That's when I started worrying about Tupac. I was like, oh, this type of shit ain't going to last. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no. And when he was like, I'm going to put out an album with the East and the West Coast rappers and get everybody together. Wow. What what that shit actually happened, bro? It did happen, but he was dead by then. Mm. Yeah, they put that album out. You know, while he was alive, I, though. I mean. Yeah, while he was alive, it had been a whole different story. But yes, you can't. Like, people get this thing twisted when they talk about a revolution or a rebellion. And they're like, yo, you know, uh, they want to... Dr. Umar it or whatever and be like, oh, you know, it's just going to be black people. In what world? Well, for the record, Dr. Umar, quote unquote, doctor, yeah, is doctor. hilarious and hilarious. He, he's great for memes only. Yes. Just like I said, this is an Africans yes. only stream. He's great yeah. for memes and and hilarity. I, I don't take him seriously. Yes, but certain people do. And certain people think that that's the way it could go. And certain people think that you can have a revolution and erase racism and abolish white supremacy without abolishing the patriarchy. That ain't gonna happen, no, you, fam. It's, it's all hand in hand. And a lot of people, a lot of men especially, would love for that to happen because men don't want to give up the power that they've had, and men don't want to accept their part in maintaining this power structure, and men don't want to accept, especially black men, don't want to accept how much patriarchy plays in maintaining white supremacy. Well, those same men have showed their ass quite handedly just over the obviously over Shit. over over much huge swaths of time, but particularly now, as you mentioned, because lots of people, including people I know personally, have been outed, and I don't know if you can hear in my voice, but I was is and continue to be furious. I'm disappointed, I'm angry, I'm hurt, I'm confused. And largely, I feel like I damn near can't trust nobody. And when I say nobody, I, I particularly mean, I mean, I, I mean, people in general got, got, got some explaining to do, but, but I particularly mean people in this industry, in the entertainment industry, and in, in, in even the, the, the pop culture industries, if you will. There is something strange, I feel, about when men get this taste of power I don't know why the immediate thought is let's oppress everyone else. I don't understand why I, I will. I'm not, I'm not a man and I'll never be. So, and that's why I like asking men such as yourself and other, and other men as, as you guys will hear later on in the show, what they think about all of these between allegations and, and confirmations and, and just, ridiculous things that get revealed and 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 even more than just ridiculous but but just truly destructive and violent things that these men are doing and i i I just cannot fathom how someone can fix themselves to do shit like that and 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 like i said people that i have not everybody this it's only a couple of them were that it really hurt me personally because i was just like you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be a, a safe space, or you're supposed to be an ally. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be that, and and this is what you are. 
you're Home a predator. Trash. You're this. You're that. So, I, I, no, I have no country for predators. All right. Mm. No, none of that. No country for patriarchy. All right. Like I just don't fuck with it at all, at all. And I just and, and I'm and and I don't care if you feel like this is a blanket statement, men. Y'all got to get it together. And yeah. in fact, let me say it like this. Let me be even more abundantly clear. It is a blanket statement. I'm not yeah. just talking to the men who are doing bad. I'm talking to the to the men who are out there trying to make a difference and do good. You have to. You got to get y'all peoples together. Yep. <laughs> it, it's it's incumbent upon you to it, go ahead, man. Like I just, I, I'm just, I'm upset. So I'm I'm a chill and breathe. No, 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 no. Let them let them hear. It. But like, Ooh. I want them to hear it from me as well because. <laughs> It's just like I tell white people all the time right now. Y'all got to fix this. You know, this is not our problem. To every white person listening to this show, I don't want to hear about your allyship or none of that bullshit. I'll be honest. I want to know how my accomplices, first of all, but that's another yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want accomplices. I want comrades. You know what I mean? And I want people who are down for life. And I want people who understand that, you know, you play a role in supporting it. And you have to be anti-racist, as they said. It's not enough to Act- be an ally. Meaning you have to actively. actively Yes. And it has to be a lifetime commitment. You know what I mean? A lot of people right now think this shit's cool now. Like, you know, because the news ain't talking about it. So they don't need to have a Black Lives Matter post anymore. Or they think shit's Fuck sweet that. because Black Lives Matter is <laughs> getting painted across the country in the streets. Yeah. That's just fucking decoration from Animal Crossing. That don't mean yeah. shit in the long oh, run. Shit. Wow. Yeah. And so to the men, I say the same thing. You know, y'all, we got to fix this shit. We have to call out our brothers. We have to check them. To just now, I tweeted about Russell Simmons, and I'll name some names. Like fuck it, like uh, dude Astroblades. I don't know this chap from shit, but I have respect for him. I just started following him like what two weeks ago. I had mad respect for him. I've seen his work, and then I see this bullshit ass excuses motherfucker post after he gets you know several different women, and then he posts some bullshit nonsense. That is just full of like, it's the worst. You don't post a woman's picture who has accused you, fam. You don't do that shit, bro. That is so fucking trifling. It is, it's like so, I don't give a fuck if you are completely innocent. Then don't fucking post her picture. Leave that shit out of it, B. You know what I mean? Straight up and down. And it's just like Russell. You know, Russell Simmons on title. I'm over here thinking about uh, fucking canceling my title subscription. Like, it's just so tiring. And Noriega, all the rest of them sitting there with this motherfucker. Everybody is complicit. It's just like I say, all cops are complicit. All men are complicit. Like, stop it. You know what I mean? Like, black women all day talk about how y'all don't protect us. Y'all don't this. And we always, and then look what, you know? Yeah. And then the first time somebody accuses somebody, I go into mentions. All I see is black men in there. Oh, uh, 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 man. Man, but what about that? Man, nigga, the shut up. Yeah, the what about? Shut the fuck up, fam. Like, you know what I mean? It goes on and on, and it's been it's just been ridiculous. Like, I don't even like giving these people the shine, but uh, Blodzilla's bullshit ass excuse. Oh you know who was the other motherfucker before him? Um, dude from uh, uh, Chris, whatever his fuck. Yeah, fuck that dude. All these motherfuckers with they bullshit. You know what I mean? Instead of just admitting up to it, being like, yo, yeah, I done fucked up. You know what I mean? I'm trash, and I need to be removed from the game. But nobody wants to say And a lot of people want to support these dudes because a lot of dudes love the game, and a lot of dudes ain't got caught yet. 
You know what I mean? So they love what's been happening. You know, they love their life that they live in. They want to go right back to it. They want us to stop. You know, cats out here posting in New York. All y'all motherfuckers posting like your haircuts and shit. Like, dog, it's a fucking, there is different thing going on. I'm tired of people trying to act like shit is just going to go back to normal. You know what I mean? Or actually want that. I, I would like you don't you cannot <laughs> want that like that's like, wild like, to me that you like we was living bullshit before this fam <laughs> like you know our like it's black people I'm talking black people right now we were living bullshit you know what I mean we were sitting there listening to the worst of our music like and I enjoy all the nonsense that we listen to and all that but it's not how it should be you know what I mean I can't it's so to, what, what it's not it shouldn't be nonsense music I like nonsense music. So I like nonsense to music. We all. <laughs> I like to shake I, my ass, uh, man. Ta- Tatiana, I grew up in Houston, Texas. <laughs> I grew up on the worst of it. You know what I mean? I will play you shit that would make your hair turn white. You know what I mean? You'd be like, what? And I'd be like, yo, this is my shit. I'm just saying, they'll, let's but, not get like, it twisted. But, no, but don't see, like, let's, let's, let's get it twisted for a second. Oh. Let's, look, let's look at the radio. Right? Like, let's, let's look at the radio, right? What does the radio play? Nothing but nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. Since this bullshit started. We have heard nothing but dope-ass DJs playing all kind of dope music that this you never hear constantly. This is true. Why? Because that's programming. Why is the radio programming you with with sexism, with fucking men, you know, being players and pimps and all this bullshit? Like, I, like I, I'm going to give them a shout-out because I disagree with my mans all the time, but Afro Nerd Radio is always on this. He's always like, yo, why is the corporate-controlled music so much nonsense? And as a DJ, I know, nonsense and as someone sells. who's worked... In, and if someone no, it's not what sells. That's bullshit. It's what they push because I've worked in radio stations and it is a fuck. Yo, the game in radio stations for DJs is insane. You get maybe one song per hour you get to choose. The rest of it is told to you straight up and down. Yeah, I believe that. I understand it's that. It's not like that. this. You know, it's like it, nonsense sells only be it's what Elijah Muhammad said in the Malcolm X movie. They give you dirty water so you drink it because you don't know what fucking clean water tastes like. You know what I mean? We it's like we want and, and a lot of people make a lot a lot of black men make a lot of money off of giving y'all dirty water. Oh, that's true. And See? they want to and they want to keep that shit going. And I'm not here for that, bro. I never have been. Like I DJ in clubs all day. Of course I play bullshit ass music, you know? And I know it. I thought about it all my life. Yes, that's what it is. (laughs) But y'all know, like, when you listen to my mixtapes, anything, y'all see me online, I'm playing nothing. But, you know, trying to give people something. What we do with this show is trying to give people something. You know, I was tweeting about this. The show is about showing people the keys to success. You know, we have all these different successful people on here. So you can see all these different avenues to where you can get your life better, the way things can be better for you, the way we can make the world better for each other. You know what I mean? That's all I'm ever about, y'all. Like all this bullshit gotta stop, bro. Yeah. And y'all and uh, and all y'all mother like, oh, I gotta say one last thing about this. This is what frustrates me, right? As someone who's made it in Hollywood, as someone who's seen his dreams come true, to see these motherfuckers destroying people's dreams and forcing them out of things. That woman was like, yo, it was my dream to work at Ubisoft. And he was there. So I, that's why I went to him. You know what that's like? Like, like I was I was saying this last night. No one has ever denied my dreams. Mm. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't have to deal with that shit. White people might slow me down, whatever. But even they're going to help me out because I'm a man. You're a man. It just doesn't happen like that. 
And I don't, uh, one last thing, we were talking about this, I need to say this too. I don't understand that fucking mentality, yo. I don't understand anyone who would want a sexual favor or whatever from someone who doesn't want you. What type of sick shit is that? You know what I mean? Real sick Like, like, I don't want to put my, you know, dangling up in nothing that ain't wanting me to have it there. Like, who wants that? What is wrong with y'all? And like and like Tatiana said, check y'all friends. If y'all friends are wanting to see, and we all, all, every dude who's listening to this knows that friend. Check them. Don't stand for this bullshit no more, yo. None of that shit, yo. It's got to end, man. <laughs> Whew. Well, right. that was spicy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we do have a lot more other stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, ooh, yeah, P- yeah. The mentions don't be popping, ain't they? All right, um, what's new? <laughs> <laughs> what's new? Twelve point two thousand fan fam. Thank Woo! y'all, thank y'all. That that's so beautiful, and and approaching ten k on Instagram. So wow. thank y'all. Yes, thank y'all. Yo, like for real, support independent media. That's the other thing, man. Like. Because y'all see what this uh, look at complex bullshit, you know what I mean? Fuck Mark Echo, fuck that whole company, fuck everyone from head to toe. You know it's been culture vulture from day one, and I, I used mm-hmm. to fuck with them. I was one of the people buying complex T-shirts when they first started, yo. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this what happens when you have these fucking you know men and it's white men, but all men, you know, at the top. Like I like I've been tweeting. Y'all, y'all see a group and they don't have a woman in it, there's a problem. You know what I mean? Y'all see a podcast, they don't have a woman on it, there's a problem. And I say that right now, and I'm on part of the internet's podcast, and we don't have no women in our crew. And I'm like, that. I don't know much longer I can do it. Wow. You know what I mean? That's, that's just that's straight facts. up. You look that's straight up. We we got to bring some women in. Better. I mean, we have women guests, Better. but that's not enough. Are you looking at the man in the mirror? I, I always am. Sh- shout out to Jay, who is like, is been, been looking at himself with them 2020 eyes. You know, like the com- the combat chat show, you know, recipes combat. It looks a little different. You know, it's a lot of dudes. You know, it was good for its time, though. You know, that was good for because at the time, black men didn't have that. You know, we didn't have a podcast where it was, you know, black men thirty plus talking about hip hop. You know, what I mean, that wasn't out there. Mm. But now there's a million of that. I'm I'm good on that now, y'all. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good on them. You know, what I mean, bring some women in. Budding. Um <laughs> yo, we gotta get we gotta get to this fucking break. Fuck Joe Rogan too while I'm at it. Fuck all that bullshit. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, I walk god. in the club. <laughs> fuck everybody. everybody. <laughs> yo, oh, oh. Anybody else I need to Yeah. Ooh, no, I'm I'm gonna leave them alone for a little bit. Alright, we're gonna take a quick break right here. We got the excellence team joining us here in this spaceship. Apologize for my audio. I know our engineer going to work it out as best as possible. Things have been difficult, but we're going to get it to you, and this is still yet another fire interview. Six planets in retrograde, then. Yeah, you know. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Professor Brandon Obunu, a scientist who studies genetics and epidemics. And when I'm not doing long division, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, yo, this is Danny Lore. 
And this is Vida Ayala. And we are Twin, Twin Speaks. Speaks. And when we are not writing Ironheart or James Bond, we are listening to For, For All Nerds. Hi, my name is Genevieve King, and I play Jackie Veda on Netflix's Lock and Key. When I'm not cooking up new recipes in my kitchen, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, everybody. This is Peter Ramsey. I am the director of Rise of the Guardians and one of the directors of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I like to listen to For All Nerds with Tatiana and the great Benjamin. Hey, this is Hiro Karangawa, actor and playwright. And you are listening to For All Nerds all the way. Hi, this is Lexi Alexander, and I'm a filmmaker and a writer. And when I'm not playing with my vintage toys and feeding myself and my dog, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's up? This is Otto Asado, and when I'm not on television and movie sets, I am listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the For All Nerds show. And we are joined by the massive, the mob, and illustrious guest. We have the whole team from excellence, including Mr. Brandon Thomas, Kari Randolph, and Emilio Lopez. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. We'll clap. clap. Uh, <laughs> that's right that's right folks yeah the entire team is here today on the spaceship if you don't know excellence is that hot 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 book you know we'll talk about that in a second you know from image comic books uh issue seven just dropped a couple of weeks ago issue eight will be out in a couple of weeks if i'm correct right sounds about right you know, yes all that sounds about right you know we assume in, I don't, uh, know. You I don't know, in case no the more. world doesn't come to I mean, time, I mean, time is not a thing that matters in, so <laughs> I mean I don't know Kari you know you got the new fresh beard up so you know to you time does matter again like you know you are in what they call phase two in New York let's not get let's not get it twisted you know what I'm saying it's <laughs> I only did this because I had to see my girlfriend uh, a few days ago and she hadn't seen me for like two weeks and the joint was looking extra, extra scruffy. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I, I can't, I can't make an appearance looking like a woolly mammoth. So I had to trim it up a little bit, but you know, uh, I, I just want to give a shout out to my Barbara, bro. I miss you so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I heard that. Man, I'm, I can't, I I can't do this line. morning. I was like, am I ever going to have a haircut ever again? I'm never going to have a proper lineup ever again. Apparently. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm like, can he, will he even be able to fix this by know. the time I get there? Is it just <laughs> over now? I mean, I have any hair left by the time I get to my barber again, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we see uh, Emilio has a hat on over here, folks. So, you know, that lets well, you know. Yeah, I think where Emilio has everything you need to know. I haven't, I haven't had a haircut since, let's say, um, before March. I was oh, already, yeah, I was already. I was already had the hair, so now I'm now I'm running a test. This is the longest hit that my hair has ever been in my life. 
Yeah, you was that. already looking like uh, Solid Snake last time I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> now, right now, right now, uh, right now, I'm between now, right now, I'm between the Oracle from uh, the Matrix, uh, Ruby D, the original one, where her hair kind of stuck out wow. on the side now. Okay. And and uh, Carlos from uh, Resident Evil uh, Remake Three. Because, because I appreciate it. It's right, right between there. <laughs> okay, so while you guys are not likening yourself to video game characters, what are you doing? Like, we're here to talk about excellence. We're here to talk about all the amazing things you guys have been doing within the comic space and beyond. And we want people to know who you are and what you're about. So before we get too deep into everything, please just give everyone a primer. What is excellence? What is the book about? I want Brandon to do this. <laughs> I want Kari to do it every single time because nah, it's always nah, nah. interesting. Brandon does it first, and then I come back with like the, the two sentence explanation. Of oh, what right, right. The, 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 the thing I shit. forgot, or like, why, yeah. why didn't I just say it in three sentences like Kari said it? Like, I don't, I don't know. So, anyway, what excellence is, it is a, uh, like a, a magical, what are we calling it a magical fantasy series? Mm-hmm. Something. It, uh, something, it takes, yeah, <laughs> something magical fantasy. It's just, just fine. It's dope. Magical <laughs> Negroes. So magical <laughs> fantasy series. See, I'm trying not to say that. That's what. I'm, that's what oh, I'm don't don't call yourself I'm magical. It's Negroes. a magical Negro comic series. Don't say that. Don't say that. Definitely not that. Don't say that. So it is a fantasy series. Yes, it involves magic, and it involves. Yeah. Black people harnessing this magic, right? Yes. All right. Now continue. <laughs> okay, that's better. Okay. Much better. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool. So Excellence uh, takes place uh, in New York, uh, primarily. It's about this guy named uh, Spencer Dales. He is the uh, the latest in a long line of uh, powerful Black magicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're part of a secret order that has been uh, protecting the world uh, covertly for generations. Mm-hmm. What you'll find out pretty soon is that when we say the world, we mean the white world. So this is mm-hmm. a, a ten- it's like kind of like a de- it's actually a deconstruction of that magical Negro concept. So oh. these are the uh, the magicians that are out there in the world making sure that. Uh, when white people make mistakes, that their lives are not over after that, that uh, they keep on their nice, uh, comfortable path without too many interruptions in, the, in their lives. And this young, this young guy, Spencer Dales, has kind of grown up in this his entire life. Mm-hmm. His magical abilities uh, did not uh, kind of activate until later in his childhood, which led to a serious estrangement between him and his father. Now his powers are, you know, have finally developed. He is ready to kind of ascend into this uh, this organization, and he's taking a look around, and he's serious. We can cuss, right? Absolutely. Okay, so he's really looking around, and he's just like, "What the fuck is this? Like, what is this? Is the this is the best we can do? Like, this is all we're doing now?" Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of uh, it's a really cool like generational conflict between. Uh, you know, like our young main character who is looking around at this world and he's like, this is this shit is not good enough. We need to do better than this. Where his father is like, well, you you don't even have any clue how fucked up this used to be. So when you compare it to that, you know, we're making progress. So 
it's really uh, this father-son dynamic is at the core of the book. And it's essentially about, you know, a father and son that don't understand each other and they can't fix their fucked up relationship with magic. So it's them kind of interacting in this, this magical world and making these choices and these compromises and trying to get back on, on the same page, trying to come back to each other. So it's, it's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of cool, you know, emotional drama in addition to all of the, the magical duels and the spells and the, mm-hmm. the, the cool training stuff we have going on. So it's a really, it's been a really fun series to work on. It's, it's clearly the, mo- it's clearly, I guess, like the blackest comic I've ever done. And, uh, I think it, it's a very, very personal story. Like the, the, kind of the relationship between the father and son, sadly, is very close to the relationship I have with my own father. So it's kind of mm. using, kind of using that that pain and frustration and, you know, trying to do something, uh, something productive with it. So uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a really, it's been a really interesting series to work on. It's clearly the most personal thing that I've done to the point where sometimes I, <laughs> The issues will come out like, man, did I need to put that shit in there? I don't know if I should have put that in there. But uh, people really seem to be responding to it. And I think that's why, because it feels very kind of honest and messy and, uh, you know, kind of depressing and joyful and all of the different things that uh, that we want, that we want kind of like our, our hero, our hero fiction to be. So it's uh it's been pretty it's been a pretty great experience and Kari and Emilio, mm-hmm. you know, always amaze me with their work and it really just comes alive in a way that you know I couldn't have even imagined when I first started uh you know thinking of this. So it's yeah. cool. Yeah, and, and it's interesting this world building that you're doing. It's um you know like you said you draw from your own experience. It it seems to be very cathartic for you. So. And and because sometimes. of that, sometimes because of that, it's, it's very personal. So I'm going to ask Emilio over there um, as the artist, how did you just work with Brandon and Kari to translate that artistically? Because, you know, that's as you mentioned, that's a lot of pain in there. And and how do you how do you do that? I think for me, it's actually it's sort of like riffing and also sort of bringing my own the, th- the things that match my experiences within it too like for for instance like you know when Gigi's in the hospital that I know that well that's that's Mm -hmm. my grandmother that's that's you know that moment that moment right there is I mean if you've ever had any family that's been in the hospital and how almost time just seems to move too fast before you even know it it's already you know time to go and that's what I kind of wanted to do with that scene where it's almost like dreamlike and it's just, you know, you're there and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's just, yeah, gone. So, and a lot of, a lot, you know, I, I think that's the one thing about this book is that we all sort of bring our personal experiences in it and it, we also riff and, uh, you know, jump off of each other. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Kari? Uh, um, I, I'd, I'd say that's, it's a very, it's a very personal book, you know, like yeah. on, on yeah. the, on the front end of it, it, it seems like it's just like, I mean, it is, we, uh, we tell people like, yeah, it's like Harry Potter meets juice and, and 
on a some level it is that, uh, you know like it's you know i like that approach the, without the hate of the of trans people you know what i'm saying shots yeah. fired but um right and uh, all kinds of people right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> without a lot of foolishness yeah. right yeah there we go yeah but once you get past like the very surface level of it it's really it really is like brandon said it's a story about uh generational pain and uh mm-hmm. a lot of it happens to be about you know fathers and sons and and generations and how they interact with each other and how they don't understand each other even though they might be saying some of the same stuff uh and it's 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 you know i have the same things you know like in that very first issue a lot of the conversations uh that that spencer has with his grandmother um those things i was drawing on real experiences with my grandmother like Mm. Uh, my grandmother owned a hair salon as well, and she would cut my hair and she would, she would give me game, you know, like, um, Spencer's father, uh, if you notice he's drawn and he kind of has these robes on that look like a pastor. Yes. My stepfather is a pastor. So like, I've been, I've been getting that stuff like a lot of my life, you know what I'm saying? So there's little things that we put into this book that are directly from our lives that, the people wouldn't really know, but yeah. uh, we try to sneak little things in uh, that if you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. another example is um, when he's, when Spencer is in the, his grandmother's chair and uh, you know, <laughs> she's giving him the, the spray at the end purposely, I made that the spray bottle. It says, it says black magic on it. Cause. Oh, for the black. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> you remember. We all had that black magic, you know, yeah. what I'm saying? and it just fit. There's certain things that, like, people who are from our neighborhoods would be like, "Oh, I see what you did there. I the, see what that is." The funny yeah. thing is, they had to explain that to me because my my grandmother <laughs> never had no black magic, you know? right? So, but you got but, that yeah. black magic. You got that luster. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Luster's pink oil. <laughs> that pink moisturizer. Oil. Yeah. yeah, and uh, for G for Gigi, a lot of Gigi's uh, pa- color palettes. That's also that's a lot of that's based off of my mom and my my grandmother. The the painting that hangs in her, her in her house is a is a, a replica of a painting that that uh, used to hang in my mom's own house. So a wow. lot of that a lot of that stuff. Like uh, Spencer, uh, I mean Spencer was was kind of you know he was the archetype for a lot of the. Um, a lot of the, the, the aegis. So, uh, you know, from him, I based all, of, I did, you know, extended all of the different color palettes of the different, uh, the different ranks from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been really cool because just like they're saying, you know, we've learned a lot. Like, I, I know so much more about Kari than I knew before we started this book. And it'll be like, I'll write something that I think is very, you know, like, personal and unique and specific and Kari will get it and he'll be like oh shit I know that he's like I know that that you know mm-hmm. something like that happened to me there's somebody in my family that used to do that and it's it's really been uh it's really been fun because now we I feel like you know because as creator you know collaborators friends that we we just know each other a lot more than we did before we started this book so on yeah. top of the you know, the actual just mechanics of making the book. Like, I feel like I just, you know, like me and Kari and me and Emilio, like we all have like an understanding that we just, and, and that's not 
common. Like that's not common when you're working, you know, on a comic. Like I've never kind of, uh, you know, my relationships with the people that I'm working with have never been as kind of, I don't want to, you know, like deep sounds like, a, I don't know if that's the right word, but it's just, you know, our, our relationships have, I feel have been like, augmented you know by working on this book together and learning of the similarities and the differences and it's it's just been a really you know it's been a really great experience and i'm really i'm glad i was able to kind of get out of my own way and kind of push some of this kind of personal baggage out in a mm -hmm. you know in kind of like a dramatic fictionalized way and i don't need to say that everything in the in the book is you know, kind of like a one-to-one -one comparison. But my goal is so that you can't tell the difference, that all of the things that happen should feel like they might have actually happened, you know, to me or one of us. And you shouldn't be able to tell what is kind of exaggerated or completely made up or, you know, or just 100% true. So it's um, it, it's been a great experience thus far. And I think it's, the for me, it's it's my, the, the highlight of, my career, my time in the comics. Same. Same. Yeah, definitely. Mm. That's oh, something yeah. I wanted to ask you because you talk about how your relationship with your father and reading the book, I, you know, you say it's a very personal book and that you find out for the first time that Kari has these type of feelings. So I wanted to know what is your relationship with your father? Because my, I mean, amongst all you, in fact, because my relationship with my father's it's been contentious, you know. There's been times when it's been really good and there's been times when it was really bad, especially as a kid. And it's gotten better as he's gotten older, but that's also for me just getting older and being able to accept some of his shit and being like, I, right, you know, I just got to deal with that. You know, that's just you. And that's, you know, you grew up under a lot of shit, like as a black man yourself. So, you know, what is your relationship like with your father's now? Um, mine is, you know, still kind of, it's not where, where it should be. I have a, and this is like a personal, pro I have a, a forgiveness problem. Like if you, if, <laughs> if you look at a lot of my work, especially recently from the last five or six years, there's this, this undercurrent of characters trying to figure out like how to forgive each other and how to deal with, like, I don't deal with betrayal very well. I feel like that is like, the one emotion that I feel most strongly, like out of anything else. Mm. And, um, you know, it is, I, I've <laughs> betrayal is the ultimate betrayal. Yes. Yeah. And, um, I, I feel that I'm trying to, uh, I feel like my characters or the, or the characters that I'm writing are actually better at it than I am. <laughs> and so I, I'm trying to, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying, but it's 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 very it's very difficult for me to uh, to let things go. I mean, that is the reason why one of kind of like Spencer's one of his uh, kind of unique magical abilities is that he has total recall for every single moment of his life from birth into the present day. Like as as <laughs> after he was born he remembers his father's face like when he lifted him up in the air. And that is a like a fictionalized version of how I feel sometimes. <laughs> like I fucking remember everything. 
and to just think about how, you know, just just how unpleasant that would be if that was a real thing. You know, this is a kid who remembers every slight, every betrayal, every bad conversation, every bad experience of his life, and he can't move past it because he he can't rely on the passage of time to kind of make things feel differently for him. Like he's in that moment, you know, at all times. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, you know, that was very that was an intentional decision because that's you know that that's what i find one of my faults is that i just can't fucking forget anything and so i just can't let anything go so i guess the answer to your question is it's tense still our relationship is still tense (laughs) (laughs) teenage boys uh, are full of anger it's what we do we're always angry about some injustice that happened to us like right i remember true I remember as a kid, uh, I think I, I think I was maybe twelve or thirteen year old, years old when I read the autobiography of Malcolm X, and like mm. that joint made me furious. I was like, "This is this is like this is the '90s," so I was I was ready to ride. I was like, "Yo, let's go!" I have my little Africa pendant on, you know what I'm saying? I had my my purple and green X jumpsuit. I was ready to ride, you know, because like when when you are a boy of a certain age and you start understanding like the way the world truly is. And you're like because you're when you're when you're a kid, you may you're a little naive to the way things work. Yeah. Once you start getting an understanding of yourself and an understanding of like, oh, the world's kind of messed up. You just you just you you're angry. I mean, that's how I was, at least. And. And that is something that I try to keep in mind uh, when I'm portraying Spencer's. Me at that age, I was a lot like him. Like, I didn't understand why things were fucked up, but I knew they were fucked up. And I was like, I'm going to do something about it. Um, and I, 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 that's why I feel like Spencer, I see Spencer and Brandon a lot. Because, um, like, Brandon's the smiley one over there. But like when you get him off the mic, Brandon <laughs> Brandon is the revolutionary. <laughs> Brandon's like things have got to change. <laughs> I like that energy though. Oh uh, yeah. My, my college my college friends used to I mean, say that friends. about because everybody everybody outside of our of our group. They're like, oh, you know, like Brandon is so nice. Like Brandon is so like, are you serious? Brandon fucking hates you. He hates your guts, and you don't even know. Wow. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> Emilio, talk about anger. Uh, talk about anger. <laughs> I mean, uh, I. <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably the most zen guy out of this out of the group, you know. I, I think uh, so. Uh, I, I've always been that way, but it's it's. I mean, I do have those angry moments. I call that the Incredible Hulk moment, where you just like you go from, you know, just off to on, and uh, yeah, I've had those, you know, especially obviously when I was younger. But there was a lot of a lot of things happening when I was younger that sort of. I wasn't able to control that sort of me, that part, that part of me, you know, and I just, and it would, it would affect other people. And it's just, it was a lot. 
But uh, as far as my dad, uh, for me and my father, it's uh, even though my mom and dad are divorced, um, I've never had any sort of, I didn't have really any, any, any animosity uh, toward any of that because it was done, it was, had happened before I could even remember. My dad mm. and, you know, they, 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 my mom and dad were, were married for about 10 years in like the 70s. And then, you know, in, eight, in 1981, when I was still, you know, just couldn't remember nothing, they, my dad left. But she never wanted me to um, be angry at him or anything like that. And she wanted to always see the, 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 the person that she loved. And that's, mm. that's why I've never sort of had that. And I mean... Like my the, my relationship with my father is a lot more like like a friendship. I've always gone to visit him on the weekend, and that's all I've ever known. So uh, we go to the movies, we do all kinds of stuff. So it's it's, it's an, it, I don't think he ever wanted to um to leave me hanging, despite mm-hmm. you know his 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 life with the, with my stepmother going in a in you know in a different directions. Even when a lot of stuff happened with my mom, he was incredibly, like, really supportive, you know. Yeah. So. Oh, I didn't even talk about that, by the way. I just realized. Uh, We're going to get to you. <laughs> my, my, me and my dad actually have um, a pretty cool relationship these days. Um, I, I, can't, I can't front, like, there, there was anger towards our lack of a relationship uh, growing up because we really didn't have that much of a, like he just wasn't around that much. Mm. Um, but it's, I think there is a, there is a calm that happens when you become an adult and you start looking like your dad and start doing some of the same stuff that he did. And, and, and now it's like, I understand him now. Like it's, it's, there, there is ish, there was issues in the past, but now when we talk, I mean, I just talked to him yesterday for like a good 45 minutes for Father's Day. And like, we're like, like Emilio kind of stated, like, we're like good friends now. <laughs> like me and my dad are, he's, he's, I would say he is a very, he's a cool dude. Like my dad comes to conventions sometimes and everyone's like, yo man, your dad is like way cooler than you are. And like, that really just pisses me off. So <laughs> are you jealous? A little bit. Yes. <laughs> Cause even, you know, the women would be like, yo, your dad, he is, that is a ladies' man. I'm like, y'all better chill. Stop looking at my dad like that. Zaddy! <laughs> stop. Stop. Zaddy! My dad is much cooler than I am, and I, I have seen this in action. Um, but, you know, he's a good, he's a, my dad's a good di- guy. It's just, you know, I had anger as a kid, and, and I'm able to draw off of that anger that i had back then and put it into the book i'm not angry yeah. at him now no yeah mm. what's this good was this uh, uh oh, go ahead i was gonna say a lot of a lot of spencer's visual anger for, yeah. for me is uh you know that part of uh you know that part of being a kid of being sort of underestimated people thinking okay. that you are not good enough Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's always not only the part with his father, but also, uh, re- you know, that, you know, knowing from when I was younger. And that's what that his anger moments are. That's uh, <laughs> the joke version of that is essentially it's that moment when uh, in Kill Bill, whenever um, 
Um, oh yeah, when she when she sees who killed right. her, yeah, uh-huh. who ruined her fuck, her ruined her fucking life. That's what that is. That that. She sees red and that that the sirens go off and then the colors change. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. It almost becomes like it almost becomes graphic when it when when he's like full on. Oh, we have a great moment like that in issue four. That's four, isn't it? Yeah. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's four. I mean, I should definitely know, but it, it is four. Yeah. But uh yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta use it. You gotta do do something productive with it. So that's what I that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, the world is so peaceful nowadays. It's really hard to figure out where to <laughs> right. from. You know, everything is Tanya, you, t- 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 you had a right question now. for us, didn't you? <laughs> Look at him trying to keep it moving. <laughs> well, well, I was just because you guys, as you're talking, Are you ready for that? I mean, we're being quiet because that's, you know, we like to hear what you have to say, but also it's an observation and at least definitely on my end. And I'm just observing how you guys are very harmonious. You're kind of doing that thing where you're finishing each other's sentences and all that other stuff. Was this whole creative process as harmonious? Or is there any conflict in between you all? And how'd you resolve it? No. No, uh, no, no, we've been pretty good. We, <laughs> uh oh, that last. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay. We, we, uh, as a as a creative collective, we are always on the same page. So we save our conflict for people that are kind of outside mm. our collective, mm. without getting too specific. So we have gotten into some confrontations with maybe other people on the outside, but uh-huh. but but. Okay. but no but no it's it's been i mean seriously it's it's been great i've had some um you know i've had a couple of i've had a lot of great relationships with artists but i've had a a couple of a couple of bad ones too but to me i always um like if if i feel like everyone is really kind of uh like buying in and really locked in to to what we're doing and because I, I I know that every everyone else's job along the line is kind of, is harder than mine and takes longer than mine. So I just kind of I want to make I want to make sure it's worth it. You know, like I'm gonna put the time and the effort in to try. Every time I sit down, I'm trying to write Kari like the perfect script. Like I want you know because it's like Kari is gonna spend several weeks drawing these damn pages. And I want him to feel like it's worth it. Like, I don't want him to get this shit and just be like, you know, like this is some half thought out, you know, half developed, you know, just lazy bullshit. Because you you get that in comics. I mean, I've seen I've seen other people's scripts and I've seen like the lack of effort and the lack of, you know, professionalism. And, you know, I just try to and, and, you know. Kari is, is is so good that it's it's very easy to t- it's very easy to just leave it in his hands. It's very easy to just you know drop drop the the script off and just be like you know, Kari's gonna kill it. Like I don't have to worry about you know like oh is he gonna because what what something you you get sometimes when you work with certain artists where you can tell when you're writing on a script like which page that you're going to get like full effort on you're going to get like maximum effort and then there are some pages where just like you can tell like i just i just know this is not going to be one of the ones so to me it's always like as long as i can as long as there's effort as long as everybody is trying 
you know, I'm, I'm usually good because this, this shit is hard. I'm one of those people. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I work in comics, you know, and now I can't, you know, read comics. And, it, and it's like, and I've never been like that. Comics have never been more amazing to me than when I started doing it because making a good comic is fucking difficult. And so every time I read like a comic that's good or great, I'm just like, man, I'm like, man, they did it. Like, how did they do that? This shit is hard. So, you know, I have a great appreciation for, you know, for everyone who's who's doing this and, and doing their best and trying to get better. And, uh, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's awesome. I, I love this part. I love how the the book comes together. Because I think way- Brandon is the only one of us who actually reads comic books on a regular anymore. <laughs> oh, man, I don't? can't stop reading them. Man, no. I got the giant no. iPad. I got the iPad Pro, the 12.9. Oh, come on. Just all day. That's all day. I just, I just, I, I love them. I love when, it. When you done spent like 16 hours a day drawing the page, the last thing I want to do is look at what happened. <laughs> Get the shit out of here, man! Pass that I, destiny, yo. Yeah, it's it's that Last of Us. Oh it's kind of like it's kind of like man, I can't. The only video game I can even play is Madden. Like me and my <laughs> brother, me and my brother have like a you know like a, a franchise that we plays back in Chicago, and I had to berate him for maybe like two or three years to even get like a PlayStation Four, and I finally fucking did it. And now that's like the one game I play, and then anything else, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't have time for that. I don't even have time to play the Madden, but I just sneak and take breaks and, you right, know, right. and, so, and jump on there real quick. So is that what you guys do to decompress? I mean, like you say, you're working 16 plus hours on on this, and uh, you said that maybe the last thing you want to see is a panel. So what are you doing? Are you gaming? Are you reading other things? Are you sleeping? What are you doing? Uh, I'm not sleeping. No, I have no time. I'm not sleeping. <laughs> Emilia, what are you doing? Uh, me, it, it, as of late, uh, it's, I mean, I usually I do play games, but uh, just a, a lot of the projects that I have going on have just kind of overtaken a lot of my personal time. Mm. You know? So, I mean, uh, I don't only just color comics. I also do work in the video game industry and all kinds mm-hmm. of other things. So I'm usually juggling a couple of things at the same time so then when i'm finally able to sit down and play something i'm like ah, i can't play <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to get i'm like i'm getting you know I, I made a joke on my twitter i'm like two it's like i finished at work at 1 a.m in the morning and i'm like hey it's early <laughs> i could do a little like i know that life <laughs> we know that life very very well here yeah i was only up till like two in the morning last night and i was like okay good shit that's a good night well, isn't oh that nice, Brandon? <laughs> isn't that just great? Hey, come on. This is this week. Last week, I was up the whole night. Yeah. I'm up till 4 a.m. every night. So, so yeah, wait, this is much. happening. Do you, do you get to sleep in? Yeah. So, no. Sleep in? What's that? Oh, yeah. see. Okay. okay. See? Yeah, I'm seeing all the windows. I was just curious. So, wait, if this is happening, how are you guys not burning out? Uh, oh, I don't know. Who says we're not? <laughs> oh, are you burning out and you're just you're running on fumes I, right I now? What's if, happening? If you probably looked inside of my chest, you, you called, know, I don't know if my part organs of, are burning out. But part of being a professional is also looking the part. You know, like in other yeah. words, that that's all that's all kayfabe. It's all a facade. Oh, okay, kayfabe. Yes, wrestling. I love it. Yeah, it's all it's all to look like. Yeah. 
We're like the Undertaker. We're all broken down, you know. Yeah, but no. then, but then the camera comes on. Didn't he just retire? Like yesterday. Oh, yeah, he, he, yeah. he retired yesterday and the day yeah, before and the day yeah. before. And then he said it again an hour ago <laughs> that he was going to retire. I, I yeah. think I'm going to retire now. Wow. Like, all right. Okay. Like, like Jay-Z retiring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like it, you know. Whatever. Listen, what you, what I remember when the rock was like, <laughs> I'm a show for coming back. You're right. And he's still coming back? The man's been retiring for 50 years, okay? So, I mean, I don't know what to make of it at this point. <laughs> I think uh, The Undertaker died like 10 years ago. That <laughs> this point. That's not even him? No. I mean, when you see him, it's like, man, <laughs> how's he still alive? He's Undertaker. He's Undertaker, <laughs> man. He's, und- he's, und- he's undead. He's right in the title. He can throw <laughs> lightning from his hands and... Fly away. You guys yeah. are going to have so many marks after you on Twitter. Man, this is going to be, woo. Nothing new. Watch out Nothing for your timelines. I feel bad. <laughs> timeline's already on fire. It's all right. It's shambles. Yeah. <laughs> it's shambles. So, listen, I, you guys are doing so much, but, I mean, what do you guys, what do you, what do you want to do that you haven't get, gotten to do yet? I mean, I know besides sleep, but <laughs> what, what else? <laughs> Do you need really, whether creatively or otherwise, to, to make you feel like, you know, you, you, you're, able, you're able to expand your thoughts? Um, I would like to, uh, I would like to be more than a writer. I have uh, so many kind of great relationships with other writers and artists that are doing, you know, amazing things. And I just... I, I wish I could get myself in a position where uh, I could, you know, kind of create some opportunities for other people. Like mm. what, like, what do I want? I want my own imprint is what I want. Mm. Like I want the capacity to be able to um, find other people that are like me or even, you know, less experienced than me and, and try to, and, and, you know, and create in a different way because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of freedom in, in in being a writer, but you know I always have an editor. I always have a publisher. There's always someone. You know I kind of I want to get to the 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 head of the pyramid. Like I want to mm. be. I want to get to the point where I have money, where I can put behind projects and people. And I just um you know that is my long term goal to get in a position where I can stop asking, you know, for things, stop asking for opportunities and actually create opportunities for myself and, and for others. So, you know, maybe when, maybe when my kid gets a little, a little bit older and I, I sleep a little bit more, hmm. I can work on a uh, almost normal schedule, just do like one. It was so, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. I used to pride myself like on never having to stay up all night, like never doing all nighters, mm-hmm. even in college, you know, like, self-righteous like well if you have to work all night then that means i didn't do my preparation ah. before then yeah. and man I, yeah. if, like right if we now, wouldn't have got along back then i'd be like hey, I, fuck out of here right i'm like fuck out of here ball. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's probably true that's probably true now i'm like if i can only do two all-nighters a month that would be good. Like that's my goal. Mm-hmm. I only have to stay up all through the night, 
two times out of out of the month. And I think I'm already at like three for this month. So I'm already not on schedule. But, you know, I'll get a I'll, I'll get a handle on it. I'm just it, it, this is like what I wanted. Right. I yeah. wanted to be really, you know, I wanted to be really busy. I want people to actually uh, come at me and offer me opportunity and offer me money. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I, <laughs> I could have done this a little easier, you know, before I became a dad. And then, you know, the world blows up, you know, daily. And that's <laughs> uh, that's an additional, you know, an additional thing that kind of slows you down. But I'm just trying to uh, I'm just trying to keep up. Yeah. Just keep up with all of it. Just keep turning in. I just want to keep turning in scripts and the editors are like, oh, shit, this is good. And I'm like, oh, is it? Whew, I don't know, because it was 515 in the morning when I sent it to you. So, you know, I hope that everyone's name is, you know, is in there. Right. And there's not a page missing or I don't have double duplicate panels on some page. But, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to, to, to keep up with it. I, I kind of take. I kind of take some breaks, you know, where I can. The reading helps. Reading is very relaxing to me. Like, I feel like if I didn't read, I would, you know, I would be a complete basket case. So I'm reading comics on my iPad. I have like one of those cool, uh, like Kindle, the Kindle Oasis, the really cool one. So I'm constantly reading books and comics as much as I can, watching a little bit of TV and then sneaking some mad games in. And it keeps me, keeps me pretty level. Yeah, uh, for yeah, the most yeah. Part. Kari, what do you need or want professionally or creatively um, at this point? I think, I think uh, excellence is actually kind of like the first step in where I want my t- career to go going forward. Um, mm. I, I would say I spent the first half of my career trying to chase the dreams that I had when I was like 13, which was basically... Yeah, I want to work for Marvel Comics. I want to work for Image Comics. I want to work for DC Comics. I want to draw all these characters that I grew up loving as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, I can say I did that. Um, I've, I've drawn all of the major characters in one form or another that I wanted to draw. And I did it. And while it was cool, I was like, all right, what's, what's, what's next? Um, and for this second kind of half of my career, I feel like it's important for me to, to, to create like new things that, that speak to kids who, who are like me, basically kids who grew up liking this kind of pop culture stuff, but never saw themselves in it. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it was, it was, there was a moment in, um, I mean, Black Panther was a very good movie and I enjoyed it. But honestly, like when I saw Spider-Verse last year, that movie blew my mind in so many ways because like, like I was sitting in that theater and I I swear to God, I cried at least three different times. And my girl is looking at me. She's like, yo, what's wrong with you? And I was like, (laughs) yo, he said anyone can wear the mask. (laughs) (laughs) like that's beautiful and like and like that got me on a on an emotional level that i haven't been touched like that since like literally like the 1985 transformers movie (laughs) like where i was i knew you were gonna say that like like, oh i was like oh they did it they did it they got me because i don't (laughs) be crying 
during movies ever. And like, they got me three times. And I was like, why did this affect me so much? And I was like, cause this, I've never seen this before. Right. I've never seen a character who looked like me, like listen to the kind of music that I listened to, grew up in the same kind of name. Like, you know, they, Miles is growing up in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn right now. Like I see this stuff on the screen and it felt so authentic. And I could tell that it was made by another black person who understands mm. what I've go- gone through in my life. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, we are, we are on the right path with excellence. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've heard people say those same things to us about excellence. Yeah, it's great. Like, that it's great. means I need to keep doing, keep pushing it. And, and actually, I want to start writing myself, creating more stories uh, that, that resonate on a certain level. Um, Mm. and and part of it for me too, is the fact that as much as I love the comic book industry, and now I'm going to throw a a couple shots, (laughs) uh, I feel like a big problem. Yo, listen, I'm just saying, I'm kind of maybe getting sick of drawing for people who are like my age. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a lot of the comic book audience is is men in their 30s and 40s uh and i think there's that's an issue with the way it it gets distributed to people i was gonna say we're drawing right (laughs) listen what we're drawing is for everybody but i don't think it's getting everybody yeah right um it's not it's not so i my my thing going forward is creating product that speaks to to kids who were like me, who didn't have these things and getting it out there one way or another. And how that, how, how I figured that out, I don't know just yet, but I feel like it's important to not just entertain, but also to kind of educate and help kids like me get those same feelings that I got from watching things like Spider-Verse and Black Panther and so on and so forth. Right, right. Emilio, what about yourself? What do you need? What do you need or what do you want creatively or professionally? Uh... Part of it is, uh, I feel like, you know, and I have uh, have a lot of that with uh, with excellence, but also having the other side of my, you know, my skill. A long time ago, I made the decision that if I wanted to survive in the industry, and this is when this is, I was interning at Marvel Comics when Marvel Comics was falling apart. Believe it or not, it was oh. bankrupt. And at that point, it didn't look like that my comic dreams would actually be be happening. So I just decided at that point in time that I wanted to be able to um, do as much as I could in art because I've already managed to go down this road and to, you know, give nobody, if I wanted a job, I did, you know, there was no excuse why they wouldn't hire me for something. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now a lot of time, like I want to be known for something from that I did, as opposed to being the third man out. Like you know, something you did I, for somebody else, right? Something I did for somebody else. I mean, mm. uh, I, you know, I do. I have worked in video games, and I have worked in all these things, and you know, I get a little bit of that. But I, I would like to be able to, you know, I would like to be the guy at some point, you know, and then also live a little bit more comfortably. You know, we're all me and Kari just we're turned turned forty this year, right? 
Congratulations. Yeah, uh, 41, but who's counting? You're 40. Oh, I, just yeah. turned, I just turned 40. I, in, I turned 40, 40 in January. So, you know, uh, I'm looking at the, 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 the hustle, you know, and how yeah. hard I, how hard I, I've worked to even just to get to this point. And it's still a lot. I want to mm. be able to be able to do something and just say like, all right, I'm doing people trust what I'm doing. But uh, I feel like, oh, you know, especially from just from the career, there's always that sort of questioning that happens from the guys at the top. Or can you do this? Can you? Of course I can fucking do it. <laughs> talk that shit, Emilio. Talk that shit. Of course I can do it. You know, as, and, then, and, and then the other thing, you know, like, you know, again, like doing color for, you know, I mean, I, one of the, the reason why I, I've done color for so wrong is because I, because I like that team aspect. You know, I've worked with Kari for friggin' 10, yep. 15 years now. Yeah, we worked in like animation yeah. and we worked through all this stuff, you know, and I love that part of it, but I also want that other side from, from myself as well. Mm, I appreciate that. Cool. Also, All I want right. some goddamn Inspired. toys made out of my you figures. You know what I'm saying? I need more toys. And we need toys. Yeah, well, we, we need, need that. We need more toys. <laughs> maybe a little bit more merchandise. Oh, maybe a couple more, more excellent shirts and hats you know and saying? maybe some sneakers. Merch. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. Some merch. I wear my merch. I would love an excellent TV show. That'd be lit. Yeah, that'd be great. Who knows? One day. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. what happen with that. Um, I, you know, one thing that me and Tatiana are looking for is for us to show up in excellence. You know, we've still been waiting on that. You know, yeah. Yeah, that I mean, showed up in tech chat. University. You know? Is that what you want? Are you sure that's what you want? But, but what's funny to me, like five, six years ago, when uh-huh. this came up, Ben, yeah. I mean, and Kari, and Kari had the same exact reaction. That's what you yeah. want. That's what you want. Are you sure okay. that's what you want? Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm a yes. man of my word. I'll make it happen. Didn't not in the way you... But see, you remind me of some Alice in Wonderland shit because he was like, oh, I'll make it happen, but not in the way you want. Like some mad pattern <laughs> shit. Like, that's yeah, enough. you could be in the comic well, but as a worm or some shit. Like, okay. But, that, but that's... Hey. You know, but that's... That's you see, right. The, that's see, the moment, see, the moment that you... The, the moment becomes a chore, then it doesn't become fun. So now it's, right. it's got to be fun. See. It's wherever right. the creativity takes me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This guy Story dictates matter. how the characters come in. You can't just throw y'all in the scene on a podcast. Like, you know, it's got to happen hmm. naturally. You'll see. Oh. You'll see. Don't worry about it. I got mm-hmm. you. Last time, we were <laughs> monsters. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. You know, I had no problem with that. I think I died. I think I got absorbed into some. I think you died. Yeah, I think I. I think I you know, kept, Yeah, kept it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think <laughs> I got blown up after that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, and you know, you know it happens. It's creativity. Fine, you know. You know. <laughs> That's all I need. I'd like to get murdered. You know, in a big ass panel. You know, I need to be like a random dude who's in the background who just happens to have like a whole splash page for his death. See. <laughs> but, uh, one 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 thing uh, when I when I did uh, uh, draw a, a comic a while ago, I actually did create a storyline for the ba- for the background characters mm-hmm. because you got to make it fun for yourself, right? Yeah. So I had this whole in this one book, Carriage Magic: The Death Princes. I literally there's these background characters that essentially I made sure showed up at cer- certain times in the book. And I essentially made their little story. And if you wanted to look back there, you could see what was going on with those guys. Because that's how crazy I am. 
I feel like I am <laughs> never, I feel like I'm never going to ask an artist to put me in their book ever because Kari's, <laughs> Kari's response is always what I think. It reminds <laughs> me of telling a DJ what song you want to play. Like, yeah. it's like the cardinal sin. So I feel like, let me not do that because I'm going to fuck around and show up like a raccoon or something. So I'm going to leave it up to you. So if you want to put Ben I mean and have fun. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't do that, Tatiana. You have asked me multiple times. Don't I act guess. like you have not. Stop. I have not. That was Stop. Mr. Ben Amin speaking for the both of us. But that was him. Really? Yes. Really? Really? <laughs> really? Okay. We could run it back. I, we have it on tape. We could run it back. Oh, look at that bus I just got under. <laughs> look at that bus. Mm-hmm. Look at I mean, that I'd call sign like Ben Amin would say, and I'd be like, yeah, that would be nice. Wow. And Carly yeah. was like, I got mm-hmm. you. Bus just keeps getting closer and closer. <laughs> okay. Love you, Ben. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh, I'm under it. There I am. Under it. Yep, there it goes. <laughs> Pulling the reverse real quick. Hold up. Hold up. There it goes. All right. Oh, man. Oh, just, yeah. just, just throwing a little fun. Oh, yeah. Just throwing a little Back fun. Back to the major. Back, yeah. Got that four-wheel drive. Let's All go. right. <laughs> okay. We have made it through the interview segment, and it's now time for the Brats segment the rapid fire questions i think kari has made it through this before but things are yeah. uh if, wait, hold, hold, hold on oh. if i remember correctly i think i named this segment that's what i think wow i feel like um you actually did oh oh you are on the or you have the original he sound effect of the rap segment is kari's voice okay that sure enough yeah, is that sure enough sure. is all right you're right okay <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. I didn't want to listen. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that. Hey. The checks in the mail, Kari. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, hey. Right. Okay. All right. First up, the Falcon or War Machine. Hmm. <sighs> Is there another choice? No. <laughs> Between oh, us two. Shit. You know what? That was sounding like shade, but okay. A little hmm. shade. Can we all answer at once or was it just Kari? Everyone can answer whenever they can. Can, can, can I ask a question before we answer it? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, MCU versions or like oh, we don't Marvel care. comic book versions? Listen, you can specify oh, which know. version. Yes, you can specify which version, but, but we just need. See you, it's never Falcon. <laughs> well, it depends on the actor for War Machine, though. Ah! Truth. Are we talking about Iron Man or Iron Man? Like, I'm going with Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man. That would have been so great to see. <laughs> right, right, right. That's my answer. It really would have. So wait, what's your answer, Corey? Yeah, Terrence. Uh, War Machine, but, but, but specifically... Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard, Howard. War Machine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Emilia, what about you? The Falcon or War Machine? I'm going to go with the uh, MCU Falcon. I really like uh, I like him. Okay. I need, right. I think he needs more time, man. Yeah. Well, he's got, he's got a show. We got a show coming. Oh, yeah. Well, he's on, well, he's on, well, he's on Alter Carbon. And he's, cr- he's crazy in that. I love that one. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, yeah whenever that Falcon Mac- show comes on in 2027. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Ben Amin and I have a contentious relationship with Mr. Mackey, so uh oh, we'll leave, we'll leave it at that. Oh. Is, it, is, it, is it because every at the end of every scene you say "cut the check"? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't saw know. That. I, was just like, I didn't even know about that, that but that makes so it worse. So I mean, that might make me change my answer. Honestly, no, I, I yeah, didn't know what, about that. That was a. That was a that was yeah. In the in the was in the behind the scenes of the yeah yeah and, and wear a soldier. Well, I, okay, maybe yeah, I don't know like, if he does it every check. scene. Well, I think it's like That's when they do a, when they get a good take. Yeah. Like when he when they do when everyone does a good job at the end of when they say cut he'll say cut the check. Oh, that's lit! That's <laughs> wow. lit. Oh my god, he's a okay. cornball. That's lit. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, All right. <laughs> the Wire or Breaking Bad? Someone else go first. Well, we know you're gonna say the Wire. I mean, uh, you don't know uh, that. I I feel like I know that. You Are you going to say the why? I have, I have someone never, else go first. I'm going to come back around. I've never seen either one of those shows. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. easy. Uh, okay. Yo, I thought I knew my team, dog. Hold up. Yo, yo cut this back. This is, this is a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Amelia, you got some homework, bro. I'm so busy why. making comics. <laughs> that's my excuse. What's, what's your answer, Brandon? I said the why. Okay. Wire. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the wire. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the wire because they say the wire. Um, yeah. Teamwork. That's how you do it. Yeah. There we go. go. Excellent. Ha <laughs> ha. All right. All right. What What's next? Magneto or Professor X? Magneto. Uh, Magneto. Mm, I'm gonna be out the out man. I'm gonna be Professor. Amelia, why, probably, why did you look? Why you had that face on when they were like Magneto? You were like, ill. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I, li I like me Professor X, man. A couple, a couple of years ago, Professor X. Today, yeah, 90s Professor Magneto. X. Yeah, I would say, yeah. But now he, they made him into like this crazy ass guy who wants to kill everybody. Professor X is shady as fuck. At least he Magneto. Been shady though. Magneto tells you exactly what he is at all times. Mm -hmm. Professor X, if he was a real dude, he would have been Me Too mm -hmm. like five mm -hmm. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That Facts. Is true. Facts. Can't trust Professor X. He's super grimy. You know what he's doing inside your head right now? Super grimy. My mind. My mind. What's up? <laughs> cartoon. Oh, Man, you going old school. You going cartoon. My mind. <laughs> oh, he's doing the X. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. This is a three-parter. Um, Mike Myers, Freddie, or Jason? Oh, that's easy. That's hard. Freddie. Freddie. Yeah, Freddie. Dreams. Freddie can literally do anything. These other guys, they're basically... Mike Myers and Jason are the same damn character. They Except one wears a mask. Well, one wears a hockey mask. One's, one's supernatural. <laughs> Jason's okay. supernatural in some barely, crazy ass way. Barely. I don't know. He, he's lightweight supernatural, but not yeah. like Freddy. No, Freddy, Freddy. Freddy is like, Freddy can literally do anything to you. He can go anywhere. He can make your death lit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, at least you went out dope. You know, like, when they had the one, they had the one version, I think it was Nightmare on Elm Street 5, and your man died inside his own comic book. I was like, oh, come on. Yes. 
I mean, at least he went out, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're a mess, Kari. Absolute mess. Uh, all right. Real, though. Star Wars or Star Trek? Wars. Wars. I'm going to go with the wars. Okay. Resounding. Mm. What is your... Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. Because I feel like you have some thoughts about that topic. I don't, miss. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got to hold it up to you. There you go, Tatiana. <laughs> See that? Right there, that's what that is. <laughs> the wheel of the bus. Not a... What, not, not this, not whatever that is. Yeah, uh-huh. none of that. That's okay. cool. No. All right. Yeah, all that's right, all cute. All right. Yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> all about the, all about the, all about the, the war side. <laughs> <laughs> that was not right. The war side. No. No. I'm like that was right, was it? That wasn't right. <laughs> I'm just gonna ask the next. No, question. he flipped it to make it wars. I he like did, that. The war side. Like that right oh, there. Okay. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just gonna wait through this. <laughs> Fuck the pool. Right here. And get to the next question. What's your favorite superhero movie of all time? Uh, you know, that's a hard one, but you know what? I'm going to go with Avengers. The first Avengers. Which, the first one? Okay. I was about to ask which one. I mean, I'm granted, like, I, I just saw Superman again, like, in the movie theater pretty recently, but which man, one? the original one, Richard oh. Donner. Love that movie, but this Avengers is just the bit, just, it was like everything you sort of hoped for as a, as a kid, you know? Yeah. Aliens, kinds of explosions, Iron Man, all the characters jumping together. That one shot where they rotate around them, you finally yeah. get to oh, see all them oh. standing together. Yeah. That, that was it. That right there. Okay. First, first Avengers. I, wow. Woo. This is a tough one. I know Kari's one. We're gonna have a debate in a second. But I want Brandon to go. First. Oh, we're gonna have. Uh, a- <laughs> um, I'm assuming we can do animated stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. You I'll say. Um, I'll say. Uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Oh. All right. Huh? Okay. Solid. Huh? All right, Kari. What, what you got, Kari? Um, do Transformers count as superheroes? Yes. Yes. Right. I mean, I'm letting y'all decide that. They were a comic, right? They were everything. <laughs> Marketing. Wait, 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 wait. They had, they've had, tra- they've had uh, crossovers with actual superheroes and fought on the side of superheroes. Really? So, yeah. yes, I would have okay. to say they are superheroes. Okay, there you so. go. Yeah. Uh, 1985 Transformers movie. 85, 86, one of those two. It's yeah. mm. a great choice. Yeah. That's, that's the yeah, one. Yeah. That's the one. It's a great choice. The one, the one, the, the, the movie that was so controversial, it made it, they made them not kill Duke in the GI right. Joe movie. Yep. That's right. <laughs> and I walked into the theater the first time I saw it. Right, like I got there late, and so I walked in right as Megatron is murking out the Autobots on the ship, oh. and I, I basically just lost my mind. I was just like, Yo, "What the fuck did I just walk into?" That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then, I never got to see the Transformers in the movie in the movies. It was, uh, awesome. it was an experience. Oh, it, it, was it was an experience. experience. I only it got to see it. I only got to see it. Watch it again. My, my mom's was just like, "I ain't gonna go take you to see that. Let's go to see the Terminator." <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, you I know, see. I'm not mad at that choice. I mean, That's a pretty good right. right. option. Yeah, I'm not Let's go see the Terminator. <laughs> not mad either. <laughs> but wait, how old were you when you started? That's what I'm about to ask. I was five. Well, was it Terminator came out in 1985, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I saw the Terminator. <laughs> I, my, okay. Hey, listen. Oof. My right. my mom did my you know, my mom and my dad loved movies, so I saw Terminator, I saw Rambo, all you know, all when I was Man, I, I had to see all of those movies at my white friend's house. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, white parents no, yeah. the white friend. That's how I saw Total Recall. Because otherwise and Robocop. <laughs> otherwise I, I couldn't see it. I mean, that's how I saw everything. If it wasn't PG, I couldn't yeah. watch it in the house. Shout out to oh, my no. white friends with parents yeah. who didn't give a fuck. Yeah, my mom, would just, to, my mom would just take me. That's it. Shout out to Danny, Danny Lanaski. <laughs> shout that was shout my, to Danny Lanaski. That was my white, my, my white boy <laughs> until we were about, I don't know, 11, 11 years old and his family ran out of the neighborhood. But that until happens. that point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This next question oh, is from one of our patrons, Statica <laughs> Shakur. What's your favorite theme song? Ooh, theme song. Yeah. I mean, I'll go first because mine is easy. It, it's every question you ask, it's going to be Transformers. So you know. <laughs> the heavy metal Transformers. Yes, you yeah. Transformers. <laughs> yes. That's it. Yeah, That's the it. movie version, right? Oh, okay. It's lit. Yeah, like White Lion or whatever yeah. the name is. I have yeah. to YouTube all of these things you guys are talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to say Transformers. Kid, so I'm I was Yeah. I used to bug out. I used to because I didn't know it was a natural group, and so I used to bug out and be like, "Yo, who got paid to go into the studio and scream that Transformers for the movie?" Because they they fully commit to it. They go all the way. In. <laughs> the funny, the funny, the funny, the funny thing about soundtrack. the funny thing about that band is that they yes. are not known in the states. They were actually big out in Europe and really? in England. Mm-hmm. And they got the they got the job. But I the thing, I've never heard yeah. of. Yeah. Also, my my go to when I sing karaoke is "The Touch" by Stan Bush. Oh, uh, y'all know streets. I I will sing you that song, and you. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna you we're Google gonna that one, Tatiana, because that's the joint. I gotta pencil that one in for if we ever have conventions again. Yeah, <laughs> you come out to the touch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get the touch. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know what to queue up every time when we do our next panel and we feature you guys. That will be your entrance song. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, oh, this is another hard one. Comic books or hip hop? One got to go. The entirety of it all. Which do oh, you choose? Come on. Yeah, gotta choose one. They got got entirely. Got just gotta go. Gotta go. Hip hop. That never existed. Never existed. Mm. Hip hop. Brandon, you're saying hip hop's gotta go. That's what you gotta go. Well, I mean, I hope you guys <laughs> liked excellence because it was uh, <laughs> gone. <laughs> just it was never a good book. <laughs> I'm about yeah. to snap my fingers right now. Would <laughs> <laughs> just disappear. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know what? I'm gonna say comics. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. I'm going to say comics as well because now don't light me up in my mentions, but here's the thing. I could easily work in animation right now and tell the same stories. So yep. if comics goes away, we got animation, we got, we got movies. We, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Yep. But I can't live without hip hop. No, I mean, you, you'd be erasing a whole, a whole culture right there. Right yeah, there. <laughs> that's, that. that's Biggie. That's run DMC. That's everybody. No. Yeah. Jack Kirby got to go. Sorry, baby. Sorry, Jack. Dan Jack. <laughs> I love you. But gets to stepping. Jack, Jack and Stan. Jack and Stan. Be, yeah. Come on. They, they'd, be do, they'd be doing something different. Kirby would probably be. Yeah, that'd be fine. Jack Kirby would still be working in cartoons or something. Yeah. He'd be doing be. Herculoids or some shit. Yeah, he'll be, he'll, be, he'll be there with Alex. Thunder the Barbarian. He'll be yeah. all right. Stan will be, you know, he might, oh, sure. he he probably work in animation as a, especially those old, the old ones, right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Everybody be talking to you, be like, hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Stan will be selling something. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's here's my problem with this game. We 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 get to answer the questions, but y'all don't see me saying nothing. I feel like. I would like some participation from the hosts to also answer the question. Well, if you would like my answer, your answer is actually my answer. I can't see erasing an entire culture. So that's why I would never erase hip hop. So the reason why I also don't answer, because I've answered this question many times with a lot of different people and I don't want to (laughs) keep repeating it. So. We already, I think I already know what Ben's answer is. I don't, I don't even need, need to hear from Ben. I mean, I already know. <laughs> it's, it's right in the title. I mean, my name is DJ Ben. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Combo's got to go. Got to go. Take that, Brandon. <laughs> you out of here, y'all. That's fine. All right. <laughs> I'm comfortable with my choice. I can get by on soundtracks. <laughs> go ahead, Ben. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, um, all right, in any medium, what character's death hurt you the most? Hurt, hurt me? Hurt? Yeah, hurt you the most. Yeah. Um, for example, Mufasa dying. Maybe it's oh. a Transformers movie again. I don't know who died in that movie or what happened in that movie, oh, no. <laughs> for that matter. But... Oh, no. <laughs> so what is... Oh, no. Shame. What is shame. I wasn't alive when that movie shame. happened, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> mm. Ah, look at that walk off. <laughs> oh. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's, not a, that's not an excuse. You heard me the oh, most. That's not an excuse. My you heard me the most. That's you my answer. Talking about the four nerds show has hurt Kari <laughs> the most. What oh, character okay, so in any what, media? So what hurt me the the most? Okay, yeah, I got an answer. A character's death. Yeah, like Mufasa. Uh, when um after like Ironhide, after Luke Skywalker <laughs> lost his damn hand and found out this dude was his father. That's what hurt me the most. That moment. Okay. The death of innocence. Yes. I'll take it. Who else? Who's next? I don't need to answer this question. Yeah. Uh, Optimus. I'm going to yeah. answer that. Yeah. That's the, the death of the, the death. That was the death of my childhood right there. Death of a line right mm. there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. Because, you know, as a kid, you don't, yeah. you, you don't, Nobody in the Transformers ever died. They got shot with lasers. They kept missing and all that stuff. You never, they never, there was no consequences for it. And now there was. Fam, man, what's Megatron shoots Ironhide in the 
face. Well, like, you know, he's no problem. <laughs> Ironhide, you know what? But I mean, always references that. <laughs> wait, wait, that's how much it affected him. Because Ironhide is like, because Ironhide's already been shot in the chest. He's already dying. He's, he reaches for him with, you know, his last gasp. And he says something about such a futile act of heroics or some yeah, mess. Such and it's futile nonsense. <laughs> was it it's such heroic nonsense? Or so, I forget what the yeah, line is. Such heroic nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. And then shoot him Love in the face. Love Megatron forever, though. Come on. Fuck oh, my God. It's dirty. Yeah. I might have dirty. to watch the movie tonight, yeah. See? Yeah, that's some dirty shit. I'll add it to my queue. All right. Do it. And finally, if you could have any one superpower, one, what Flight. would it be? Flight for Brandon. Flight. Always flight. We were asked this one before, weren't we? Oh, I'm remembering the last time I was a brat. Yeah. Uh. Wow. Because you're, because I'm sure your thoughts change now. Yeah, I'm a di- totally different person than that. Yeah. Other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't know. Let's go with the super strength. Why not? You're super strength. Pro- okay. Yeah. Too. We're talking about like Hulk super strength or what are we talking about here? No, I mean like, I guess like Superman. Okay. Well, then again, invulnerability and super strength are two different things, right? Yeah. Do it if you want it to be. You You know what? Invulnerability. Invulnerability. Okay. We'll take that. Kari? Uh, Mine would be uh, time manipulation. (laughs) Uh, So I would never miss a deadline ever again. There you go. Amen. That's a gift to my editors right there. <laughs> yeah, there so manipulation in the sense of like you can rewind time. I can rewind it. I can freeze, freeze it. Freeze it. Whatever. Okay. Okay. I'll accept Sometimes it. you want to fast forward a scene. Sometimes you're in a conversation and you want to press that button and be like, let's just get to the next scene because <laughs> this is a boring conversation. Whatever. Or you want to fast forward so we can get out of quarantine and go and get uh, haircuts again. Maybe fast forward, maybe get a new president or something. You don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Heard. Heard. I want to change my answer now. All right. Hey. You want to change it for real, Brandon? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> See, if you had time manipulation, you could do that. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. Well, you have survived the brap segment. You survived the interview segment. Please let the internet know where they can find you at out there. Uh, I am on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the same handle. It is B Rights, B W R I T E S 247. And uh, I'm on Facebook, but don't find me there because I always want to leave. <laughs> so, why you mention it? <laughs> <laughs> don't no, mention stuff you don't, want follow, you don't want people to follow you on. Oh, yeah, everybody knows. My personal, my personal website is brandonthomasrights.com. Okay, so, excellent. I won't leave that. All right, perfect. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram uh, as at Kari Randolph. Uh, keep in mind, I absolutely hate social media, but I'm there anyways for y'all. Uh, <laughs> this man. <laughs> but just know I hate every moment of it because y'all really annoy me. I feel like social media is terrible, but I'm still here, though. I'm still here. So follow me. For now. 
Oh, you're so <laughs> you're so cuddly and squishy, Kari. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Emilio? Uh, you can find me at at Emanland. That's both on Instagram and uh, Twitter. That's E-M-A-N-N-L-A-N-D. Mm-hmm. And also you can find me every week on the Throwdown. Uh, that's at Throwdown Show. I'm on. Uh, we're on every Thursday, and our question show is on Sunday. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us here today on For All Nerds. And thank you all for watching us live. And if you're listening to us, we'll be right back. I'm Professor Brandon Obunu. This is Danny Lore. And this is Vida Ayala. My name is Genevieve King. This is Peter Ramsey. This is Kiro Karangawa. This is Lexi Alexander. This is Otto Asado. And you are listening to... I am listening to... I am listening to... I like to listen to... I'm listening to... I'm listening to... We are listening to... For All Nerds. And what's up, y'all? And welcome back to this episode of the For All Nerd Show. Yes, and thank you very much to the whole Excellence team for joining us on the spaceship. Thank you all. All that was a, as always, fire interview from these fire artists. Make sure y'all pick up Excellence if you haven't already. The first traders in stores right now. You can hit up anyone comics or any of your local comic book shops and pick them up and. Issue 7 just hit stands, and Issue 8 will be out in, I think, a couple weeks at most. So make sure y'all pick that up, because it is a really fire book. I'm really enjoying it. I've loved Kari's art forever, but all of them are killing it on this joint right now. Mm. And as you heard from the interview, you know, it's ill. It's, you know, it's quite ill. Like, I, I actually got that from before, you know, but when he explained it in an interview, I didn't really... I now it's even more hilarious that it really is a book about magical Negroes and like the whole concept of magical Negroes always saving white people. Like that is so funny how they flip that. Like that's oh, that's yeah. genius. Yeah, that's that's effing genius show. Brandon, you, know, you got one right there, brother. Cause that is some genius shit. You know what I mean? Because you won't when you read it, you're not thinking, you know, oh, this is like, you know, the Green Mile or something with, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, just, bag of vans. I just like how they work together so, so seamlessly. Like mm-hmm. they, they've clearly established a great relationship within each other. And, and I yeah. think it's cool. And I, th- and I love that they are able to be honest and open about their emotions. Word up. Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> We're brothers. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're <laughs> brothers. All right. Um. I guess it's time. You know, it's been a while. It feels like it's been a minute. But I mean, I think it was just no, no. It's just been a while since you've been here for one of my favorite segments on the show. The geekly asked questions. The guac is extra. The guac is extra. Where we answer any and all questions. From our fan fam, you can hit us up, contact at forallnerds.com, or on our Instagram, or on our Twitters, which are popping at For All Nerds. And any question, hit us up. And especially, could we actually have some 
from the Patreon. If you're a select tier of patron at patreon.com slash for all nerds, you can ask us anything. And we got some from them tonight. So what's up first? All right. The first question comes from Maze, a.k.a. Jessica Love Jones, a.k.a. Tree 50 Cent. Wait, wait. Slow down. Jessica Love Jones. Okay. Not mad. Tree 50. I guess. Yeah, no, no. All right. Yeah. Afro Mantis. Inspector Ratchet. AKA- That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Inspector Ratchet. A.k.a. Cardi Dent. Instead of Harvey. Ah, yeah. Nah, that's that's a stretch, fam. That's a terrible stretch. Black Lives Matter. No, stop. <laughs> stop. I don't even know if you can read anymore after that one. That is but the, keep going. Yeah, because that that is like Do you want me to read it? You don't. No, I do, but that's okay. ass, fam. Yeah, that's I didn't a, like that that's one. A, uh, that's a two-pack of ass. The next one. Can't read my <laughs> Joker face. No. Uh Quinzel Washington. This next one I like. Raising Deion Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> that one's funny as hell. Mom! <laughs> AKA OnlyFan Bros. That would have been fresh would, like five I, years it, ago. It, it's still it's still fresh in spirit. <sighs> it's still fresh in spirit. Okay. Uh, uh okay. the next okay. the question goes. <laughs> After all that. The question goes: if quote unquote, we must dismantle white supremacy was an actual Ben & Jerry's ice cream flavor, what would the ingredients be? Stay safe, Maze. Uh, if you guys don't know, there, there were some jokes flying around Twitter and social media in general um, about... Well, I've, a lot of people who know about Ben & Jerry's, they've always, always been active mm-hmm. when it comes to social justice, racial equality, and things like that. And I don't know if it came from them or it just came from random people on the internet, but they were like, Ben & Jerry's going to come out with a flavor called dismantle white supremacy or we must no, dismantle white supremacy no they, they posted an image in their font with we must abolish white supremacy and so i was like yo make a flavor fam ah, you know, okay that was my initial because they posted the image so i was like yo where's the flavor at what, you know, let's what, do this what would the ingredients be dark chocolate <laughs> chocolate chip some caramel that's gross, though. I I wouldn't eat that, you what, know, is, but I'd buy it, it. Is it gross? I mean, to me, that's not my flavor. Dark chocolate, chocolate chip caramel, that's gross to me. But, I, you know, I'd buy, like, 10 of them and give them, <laughs> and give them out to people, like, no problem. But, um, yeah, it, you know, something like that. What would yours be? Um, well, see, I don't, and it's funny you mention all that, I don't like chocolate ice cream at all. Yeah, I don't either. No, at, at all. At all. At all. And Maybe with Neapolitan. That's like the only time I like it. I also don't want an obvious approach like a swirl ice cream. <laughs> like, come on, man. Uh, oh, no, no. I don't want that at uh, all. Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> I, it, it would have to be flavors and ingredients that mm-hmm. complement each other but at the same time giving you a new depth of flavor and brilliance. Mm. Ethiopian coffee. That's what I want in there. Okay. Yeah. I don't know I what that tastes like. But okay. Oh, so, you know, it's like Ethiopia has some really good coffee, and I just love coffee ice cream. So I have that, you know, Ethiopian coffee ice cream with something else. Okay. Some more Africa, you know what I mean? Get some, um... <laughs> Jolof? What is it? Jolof? Jolof? What is it? The rice? Jolof. The Nigerian rice? Jolof. Yeah. Jolof rice. Yes, yes. You want Jolof rice flavored ice cream? Ice cream, yes. <laughs> nah, fam. 
I don't think so, sir. <laughs> well, did some other. I'm sure there's some African like delicacy, you know, dessert flavors that we had to mix in and do something like that. <laughs> I don't know anything that's not vanilla, basically. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, yeah. not even close. Um, yeah. yeah, so so let let us guys let us guys ha 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 can't speak. <laughs> man can't stop can't stop won't stop Rockefeller Records. Um, yeah. Let us know what you guys, you all, <laughs> I want to cry, what you all think should be in this Ben & Jerry's flavor. Hit us up on the interwebs at Foral Nerds. The next question comes from Big Data Kane, our resident shit, scientist, expert, doctor, professor. Uh, Big Data Kane, a.k.a. Vaccine Waters, a.k.a. Aspirin Jackson. Big Daddy King writes, question one, one of the most admirable traits of Ryan Coogler is his loyalty. He likes to work with some of the same people he's worked with since Fruitvale Station. From what I understand, one of these people is Ludwig Garrison, the composer who does the score. I really enjoyed Garrison's work, especially on Creed. Uh, for the record, Garrison also helped with the, well, not helped, but he did the score for Black Panther. Um, I, I really enjoy Garrison's work, especially on Creed. What are some, or who rather, are some of your favorite composers and our music scores? John Williams, obviously. John Williams, the GOAT. Um, I'm not sure if we did answer this part of the question before, but I'll also throw in, uh, but damn, I think that's John Williams again. I think he did Catch Me If You Can, which is it's um, the Steven Spielberg Look, joint. John Williams did every motherfucking thing. And Catch Me What You Can doesn't sound shit like Star Wars or Superman or any of them joints. It's such a That's like minimal score. Yeah, he's such a goat because it's it's one of my favorite scores, but it's real minimal, you know. But that's one of my favorites for writing too because it's and, not and so. And I just confirmed, yes, he big. yes he did Catch Me If You Can. What a beast! <laughs> <laughs> that shit that shit sounds like some um another one of my favorite guys. It sounds not exactly like, but it has a kind of a weird Trent Reznor feeling in it. Yeah, also like uh, Trent Reznor, he's the producer from Nine Inch Nails, and he's done a lot of films. I think he's the uh, composer of Watchmen, which is also another fire score. I actually need to wait. Uh, Watchmen HBO. That. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's done a lot of joints. Trent uh, look Reznor. Yes, Nine Inch Nails. What was the one where he did? It that sure I... fucking is Trent Reznor. Trent, oh, Trent, I, Trent Reznor I, and Atticus Ross. And I'll tell you the joint when I was, I mean, I loved him as Niners Nails, but when I was first like, oh, you know, he's a composer was uh, another one of my favorites, uh, The Social Network. I want to say he did that soundtrack. Uh, well, another GOAT, and I, and I hope he's not problematic. I don't know enough about his personal Uh-oh. life, but another GOAT is Danny Elfman. <laughs> oh, I don't know if he's, <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying, you never know. It's like, I'm, know. I mentioned a name. Someone's like, did you know he, he did this yeah. and this? And I'm like, no, I actually didn't. Damn. Yeah, I didn't. No. But he, but he's he, just from his sheer catalog of work. He's another, mm-hmm. another goat. Um, Nightmare yes. Before Christmas, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Whoever did the Black. Avengers, I, I can't remember them right offhand. Oh, but let me look real quick. Composers they, yeah, they, of the Avengers. They got it. Alan Silvestri. Yes, that's who it is. Yeah. Beast. Oh, yeah. That's Beast. an iconic song. Iconic. Oh, we forgot iconic. Hans Zimmer. Eh, we could forget Hans Zimmer. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. If, if, I, mean, I mean, he's up there. You know, he's done a lot of work, but, you know, it ain't. I know you don't really care that much about Hans Zimmer, but, I mean, <laughs> uh, a, a little soundtrack known as The Lion King wouldn't be possible without Mans, as well as Elton John. But, I mean, 
Elton John's also a great person. a great one when it comes to music composition. I mean, yeah, he's he's just a G. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Prince, Purple Rain soundtrack, you know. Prince. Yeah. Oh, you know he he's. I, and Batman. Uh, um, Raphael Sadiq as oh. a music director, as he <laughs> as he as the se- selector, like yes. oh my god. Yeah. Raphael. Sadiq. And I, and I'm really happy for him to have that job because for Insecure because. A lot of those music dudes who you see choosing the music for TV and film are white. And to me, that's like, I get it, you know, composer, everything could be any, you know, anybody with the talent. But when you're sitting there choosing music for a show, like, come on, man, that's like, you know, you know, that's us. And in general, though, just not, not even like that. It's just in general, production side of film and television is majority white men. So I love to see when we have those jobs. And Raphael is one of them dudes who's just one of the greatest of all time and should be doing everything. So Yeah, you know. yeah. Okay. Um, and this is a two parter. Big data came, big data, data or data. I don't know which guy which one you all prefer. But yep. um question two says, I watched Avengers Endgame again the other day and was almost as moved as when I saw it in the theaters. One thing about it, the Soul Stone. It just upsets and unnerves me. But damn if it isn't a great story piece. What are examples of story devices or plot threads that you hate with a capital H, but at the same time have to agree are effective and or good for the story? Uh, uh, bro, I don't know how you hate the Soul Stone. Well, he apparently he hates the the approach to the Soul Stone of how how you got to get it, or and, and, and particularly the MCU version of that approach with having a yeah a Merc. <laughs> You know, I don't give a damn. But <laughs> yeah. I get it too, though. That it was kind of it's because it's kind of goofy. It doesn't exactly make sense. I'm not talking about, like, and then all to be clear, I'm not talking about when Gamora went had to go. I'm no, but I mean, even when she had to go, that's not it. You know, because like yeah. I'm talking Thanos about Black loving go. her is kind of yeah, right. But I guess I mean, I guess it is compared to Nebula. You definitely didn't love her like that. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, I don't know. That's an interesting question. Story like, devices is, or plot yeah, threads uh, that you hate, but are are agree are good or effective for the story. Um, I will say like characters ignorant sometimes, and you know like the whole entire cast of Insecure, oh. like all you know what I mean, like the like what, that everybody's the, ignorant to each other, or it goes with like Shameless is the same thing. Like Shameless was a show I used to love, but after a while I was like, yo, these characters never get smart. You know, they just stay doing it. I think the characters in Insecure have grown and grown tremendously. Yes. Ma- Molly is on the verge. Maybe but... not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, 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 she's she's getting there. Maybe not there, so right? much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, so that that's something. Um, and like on Breaking Bad, it was one of those things where it's like, I, I used to get tired of Jesse going back to the you know heroin, but at the same time, Jesse's a fiend. So you know, or the meth or whatever it was he was on at the time. So, mm. you know, that, but it worked and he's a fiend. So, yeah, that's a tough question. I really don't have many of those like that. Because when, when it's something like that, I usually don't enjoy the story, you know? So oh, because that you hate, you hate it. Ready, ready, yeah, like. Ready Hater I, 1 comes out. So you're just I, like. Yeah, oh. I can't, I can't think of something. Like once it breaks the story for me, I'm like, oh, well, you know. Heard. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's so. fair. That is the end of the guac questions for this week. 
If okay. you have a guac question, whether it be about geek and pop culture or you have a personal question, you can hit us up several different ways. If you want some more privacy or space to type in your very long question, you can email us, contact at foralnerds.com. You can also hit us up on the interwebs, on the social medias, at For All Nerds. And if you are on a special tier on our Patreon, patreon.com slash For All Nerds, you get a guaranteed guac question, no matter what. Just send us your question at any point, and we will insert it into a lovely show or two. And I think that's it for this week when it comes to guac anyway. Mm-hmm. But real quick, before we get out of here, George Double R Martin says that Winds of Winter, the next to last book, still not even the last one, mm-hmm. in the Game of Thrones, in the Dance of Dragons series, mm-hmm. as I should say, is finally coming out. That nigga lying. Yeah, yeah I don't believe it for a second. George lying. I'm not fair. Come on. Wait, man. he said it's coming out or he says it. he believes it will be out? I think I didn't read the article because I don't care. You know, he's. I think that he said it will drop by next year or some mess. Mm. I mean, fam, you know, fam, just just be rich and call it a day. You know. Well, like, well, I'm in the article and 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 George R R says I am spending long hours every day on the winds of winter and making nice. steady progress. I finished okay. a new chapter yesterday, another one three days ago, another one the previous week. But no, this does not mean the book will be finished tomorrow or published next week. It's going to be a huge book, and I still have a long way to go. I have bad days, which gets me down, and good days, which lift me up. But all in all, I am pleased with the way things are doing. That's like every writer ever. <laughs> you know? So, like, so, I mean, yeah, it is good that he's not pressuring himself. You never want to pressure no. yourself. And, and, I, and I think that's good to keep it. Like, I, I personally just don't want him to say nothing. Just let the book drop. Like, don't even say it's coming up mm-hmm. soon because then another yep. six years is going to go by. Like, don't even get my whole stuff for nothing. Just be like, it's coming when it's coming and deal. Yeah, pull a Rihanna. You know what I mean? Like, deal with it. I'm over here being rich all Fendi. Like, you know. <laughs> Fenty, like, yes. Fenty, yeah. <laughs> Everybody butchering. Yeah, and uh, I really, you know, I know there's a lot of fans of the book, but me personally, it's not even about like, that I, I, you know, I've read the first one, and maybe if he drops this one, I'll catch up and read the rest. Mm-hmm. But I don't want him to stress out. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like unless he's really enjoying writing, just relax. F it, you're good. You know what I mean? People will deal. Other series don't get finished. It's alright. You know. But you know, then I don't know. More Castle Black. That's always a good thing. Who knows? So you know, finish it up, George. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> you know, just stay safe, homie. You know what I mean? You, you, Come on, man. Relax. Fan 